Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season, we are inviting you to experience Rhythms of Grace, a season dedicated to discovering spiritual disciplines and learning together how to connect with God and enjoy being in His presence more. Today on the podcast, we have Jeremy and Hilary Weber, a wonderful couple of Jesus followers from Elmira. As we continue to look forward to learning about spiritual rhythms, we want to keep thinking about how we can invite God into our lives. The balance between making time and having grace for our current situation can be difficult. As busy parents, a business owner, and teacher, Jaron Hill invite us into the challenge of finding ways to incorporate time with Jesus into our lives. Would it be an encouragement to them and a challenge, and ultimately, would this glorify you? So we give it to you in this next bit of time that we have and um, use it use it for your kingdom mm-hmm. amen um, well welcome to the podcast hill is just beaming with excitement about being here today <laughs> jeremy's mildly excited so it's fun <laughs> well okay so we always start off our podcast with asking some fun facts so these are super easy it's just about you and so first question is how did you meet <laughs> We met in high school. You met in high school. Oh. Did you start dating in high school? We were high school sweethearts. Nice. And then how long was it before you got married then? Six years. Six years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, okay, this question. You have to decide whether you each want your own people or whether you want to do this together. So you always ask people if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive. Oh, so it could no. be like... Three people? Like not just one. Three. Yeah. Three. Who wow. Three. Three people? <laughs> I... Mm. For sure, Tim Keller. I want. I would love Aww. to have dinner with that guy. I'd like to be there for that dinner. Yeah. I would just like to listen to it, but I'll count that as one of my ones. Dead or alive? My well, goodness. probably Jesus should be one. Uh huh. Okay. Well, two. We need one more person. <laughs> this is good. This is good. God is all three, actually. Father, <laughs> Son, Holy Spirit. Right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. This is a trick question, actually. <laughs> oh man. I don't know who the third person is that I would want. Yeah, uh, I can't think of one either. Um, yeah, maybe uh, my my business partner, PK, passed away. I, I guess I'd like to have another coffee with him if I got the opportunity. That'd be fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Where is the best place that you've been to? Mm. You've been more places than me. I have um, different best places for different reasons. Mm. Um, I backpacked through Europe, and that was my favorite adventure, but that was like 11 countries, so it it wasn't just one. And then the South China Sea was like my favorite, most beautiful place that I visited. And um, I met some really cute kids when I was in Zambia, so that was like favorite like heart place to be so yeah it depends how I'm answering that one mm-hmm. uh Hill's family has a cottage in Algonquin so I would say like that's mm-hmm. one we visit pretty regularly and pulling up to the landing before we head out to the cottage I would say is my favorite 
place. I like when we actually get to the cottage. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but you do <laughs> step the out of the car. You do, as soon as you get yeah. out of the vehicle, mm. the air is different. And yeah. You have to boat in. So we, we get to the landing and mm. then you yeah. load up on a boat and go across. And then it's. Oh. Uh, and your heart rate just slows down. It oh, does. It's like, yeah, it's really the nice. Best. And, and then, it, yeah. Yeah, you got a. There's a screen porch up there, so we can sit outside, watch the sunset, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's a that's a good spot to be. Yeah, that is a great. That's a much more accessible best spot to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Algonquin. Okay, there we go. Mm, what would you say is your ideal day? Oh, maybe in Algonquin, watching the sunset on yeah, the porch. Yeah, yeah. agreed. <laughs> Legit, it might be that. Actually, we have we love coffee mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's no electricity in Algonquin, like at our cottage in Algonquin. And so we just, we make coffee slowly in the morning. And if it's hot, the kids are in the water before we eat breakfast. And yeah, it's a slower pace of life and it's really magical. That was a nerd. That was not the whole best day. I like to hike. I would go hiking. You wouldn't maybe at Booth Rock. I'm always glad when you force us to do it. But thinking about it is always, <laughs> yeah, it's always worse in my mind than it is in practice, actually. It's good to get out and do a thing. Yeah, Do a is. thing and then you come home and it's, then you can like relax. Yeah. Chicoutery is nice when you're relaxing, overlooking the water. Love it. And more good food. Yeah. I love good food. So good coffee, food good food, generally good, hike, good yeah. sunset. Yeah. yeah. That good sounds day. great. Yeah. Let's go with that as my favorite yeah. day. <laughs> I feel like that could be a lot of people's ideal mm-hmm. day. That's good. Well, aside from those fun facts, just tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, what life looks like for you, your children, whatever you decide. Um, so my name is Hillary. I am I supposed to tell them how old I am? You can you can. It's up to you. I have to think on that. I'm 36. I'm pretty sure I just turned 36. Um, we have four kids. Um, I am currently teaching. Uh, five. I'm teaching kindergarten and foundation Christian school. Mm. And I do that four days a week. And I took one day off this year for sanity purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a wife and a mom and a sister and a friend Um, because there's not a lot of time left to do those things uh, when you work full-time, and I think they're really, really important. I want to make sure I still have time to spend my life doing those things. So uh, four days a week I teach kindy, and one day a week I do that, and the rest of the time I manage the chaos around here, (laughs) which is growing which is growing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, for me, I guess, um, get up in the morning, uh, have coffee, um, try to read if it works. Uh, and then we get the kids ready to rock and start their day out the door. And then I head to work usually around 8.30 or 9. Um, run a business, a small business in Elmira here, uh, PK Sportswear. So um, really enjoy it. Really enjoy Love the people I work with. Um, it has its challenges like any other job, but uh, do really enjoy it. Um, that usually takes me till 
I want to say five, but I just know Hill's <laughs> going to be like, yeah, like when is it ever five? Um, so we'll It'll say five thirty. So I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but legit, it's uh, yeah, never that's five. fair. Okay. it is never five. Rarely five, I would say. Um, yeah, and then get home, and uh, we kind of get into our evening routine, whatever that looks like, and go to bed. Hit repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'm so excited to have you guys on the podcast. <laughs> I really am. When Ainsley and I were talking about this um, season, we're like, okay, we wanted like a good variety of people. So have diverse like perspectives and whatnot. And um, we want to have this conversation and we are going to have this conversation about like spiritual practices, kind of like a big overview um, as we head into this next season. Um, and life has looked, you guys have hit a lot of different seasons in your life and your life, as you mentioned, is full. Um, but let's start from the beginning. When did you guys first decide to follow Jesus? Like when was that, um, you made the decision that this is like, this is how I want to fall. Yeah. How I want to live my life. Jared and I say that we, um, missionary dated. So I didn't, grow up in a, in a Christian home. Mm. And, um, but I went like my family went to church for a period of time. And so we met and Jer was like, Hey, are you a Christian? I was like, yeah, I think that God's real. And I just, I didn't think I was lying to him. I just was like, I'm pretty sure that's all it is. So yeah, I'm good. We're good. Let's date. This will be fun. I really liked him. And (laughs) (laughs) so then, uh, then began, um, missionary dating for us, which, we don't recommend to people. Uh, we don't recommend that. There was lots of fights and lots of tears. Mm, yeah. And then a bunch of years, mm, the fighting and the tears continued. And But I still really, really liked him. So we kept on going. And um, we got married. And honestly, I don't even really think... I was a true believer when we got married, and he'll probably tell you the same thing. Um, but uh, some more life happened early in our marriage, and there was some, um, I'll say some idols fell from my life. And uh, when God takes the idols out of your life, it kind of makes room for him, which is sometimes a really painful experience, but that's how it worked for me. Um, so when Jack was uh, a baby, so Jack is our third um, child and we had the first three pretty quickly and so um, gosh I think Cohen would have been three and Lucy two and Jack knew probably anyways if any of you are young moms listening you'll know that's a somewhat overwhelming stage of life and um, I was going to a precept study here in Elmira we'd moved back to town and I was going to um, that and that's, I think, when God actually got a hold of my life. I was studying through the book of Hebrews and uh, wrestling with a lot of the promises in there, um, if you are one of his children. And that's what God used to get a hold of my life. So that was when uh, Jack was a baby, which was only eight years ago. So, um, okay, wow. Um, I grew up in, uh, you know, a home where we're church was uh, uh, just a regular part of what we did. Um, my parents and myself, like, uh, well, my parents uh, came out of the Markham Church, so um, that's sort of the 
you know, the, the background, uh, that they were raised in. And then we, they, they left the church pretty young, about 18, um, and started going to Wallenstein and then Wallenstein planted Woodside and, uh, my parents joined the people that were coming, uh, to Elmira. So, um, spent early years at Wallenstein and then, um, most of my years in Woodside. Um, so I think for me, um, uh, if I think about my life growing up, most of it was just like trying to have or get or earn people's acceptance. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I, I wanted to have that. And then um, you were told, you know, like God's this heavenly father. And so you just assume like earthly relationships that you had to just kind of try to earn his acceptance and favor. And so I was trying to do that. So you would, uh, you'd be doing good and you think you were doing good. And when you were doing bad, then you thought God wasn't as happy with you or, uh, whatnot. So that just, uh, there was a lot of cycles of, uh, I would say like sin and shame and guilt, um, that just kind of carried on. Um, how did I meet Jesus? Um, I think, uh, I learned about him, uh, growing up, we were pretty involved in church. And so I knew a lot about Jesus. I would not say that I knew him. Um, yeah, I think there's a big difference. I wouldn't have known it until I did, but, um, yeah, you, you got told in youth over and over, everyone said, you know, you can't, um, you can't earn your salvation or you can't earn God's favor. Um, but you don't really know that you're trying to until he kind of shows that to you or reveals mm-hmm. that to you. So for me, um, I, I'd be easy to say that, you know, I said a prayer back in the day with my mom and that was salvation, but I don't, I don't really believe that to be true today. Um, I th- it would have been like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, there was a pretty... A uh, significant event uh, for me. Uh, we always talk about how people come to faith, and there's dimmer switches. Takes time for some people before the lights are on. For I'm me, a dimmer switch. yeah, it was a dimmer switch for me. It was, it was uh, an event for me. It was pretty dramatic. Um, uh, I was just struggling with some uh, some addiction. Um, tried tried to keep it secret um just because it's uh, it's not a popular thing to have mm-hmm. uh in church um and uh didn't talk about it a lot uh uh tried to keep it hidden from hill as well um just because there was so much shame in it um something that you know went into to marriage and um and carried on for a lot of years in there um and just never thought there was going to be much hope for it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't realize about it was that um, my my efforts to try to stop um, were actually like the 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 real sin, I guess, or the sin under mm-hmm. the sin. So basically, I was trying to stop this, thinking that if I did, then God would accept me and God would love me. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, there was a, a conference, a pure heart conference that was held at Woodside and, um, there's a speaker there and, uh, basically he was sharing many things, uh, just about the, um, root causes of, uh, addiction and different things like that. Um, 
But he shared uh, the passage about the woman with the issue of uh, blood, and that's when um, God, yeah, he just gave me a, a memory, actually, of when Cohen was born. Um, he just brought it to my head, and so I was thinking about it, um, and Hill was, uh, uh, she had just finished uh, delivering um, Cohen. So um, she's pretty exhausted, but kind of holding Cohen. And so there's this, this beautiful mixture of exhaustion and joy from, uh, from labor. labor. <laughs> yeah. And so I was over in the other room, just kind of like, this was our, our first kid. We had him at home. It was a pretty cool experience. Uh, I would say I was having a moment in the other room. And then Hill says, that means he was crying in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> but this is your memory it brought to mind. This yes, is not that's this is right. what um, the memory that was called that's upon right. when you were at the Puritan Heart Conference. This mm. is what God brought yes. to your mind, this Thank memory you. of Cohen um, being born. That's mm. right. Okay, carry on. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Basically, I'm I'm remembering this memory, and then um, uh, God just asked me the question as I'm experiencing, you know, like joy, uh, and He's just like, why, um, why do you have all these feelings towards your son? Like, why, why are you so emotional about this? Why, why do you love him so much? All, like that. Why are you crying? Yeah, why are you crying? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, like. I, and then actually it was the, the, the real question was, um, what has he done? What mm. has he done that you mm. have all these mm-hmm. feelings? And I, I, he was just born. He, he hadn't done, done anything. Nothing, yeah. yeah. Uh, Caused I, me a lot of pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's just my son. He hasn't done anything. And then he, he said to me, like, that's how I feel about you. And so that, mm. that was hard to, to hear. It was kind of like I, I had to process when I heard him say that. Cause I'm like, that can't be like, I had a pure at heart conference for a reason. There's all these things that I'm, I'm struggling with and sinning with. And how, how is it possible that, uh, that you like God could have feelings like I have feelings for my own son for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when finally, like, my years and years in church and hearing the gospel, it was like, Oh my word, this is it. It's like, yeah, it's nothing Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. It's what you've done. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, can make me, uh, acceptable and lovable and the Mm -hmm. same way that I love my son. So that was, uh, that was a turning point, um, in my life. Like, uh, I'll never forget that. Um, the crazy thing is, as we get into talking about spiritual disciplines and everything, it's also the hardest thing to believe continually. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just find it so interesting that it rocked my world in such a way, and yet um, you can forget so so mm-hmm. easily as you just uh, do the life we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's how um, God found me, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's really cool to hear. Was it like around similar times then for both of you then? So that's also interesting because I was just thinking about this, but I was a a little bit ahead of Hill because I can remember um, after this had happened, like I was 
interested in reading the Bible. I was interested in learning more about him, and I would want to talk to Hill about all these things, and I, I could tell she didn't have the same level of interest as I would bring up some of these conversations. But then it's also switched where when Hill was going through Hebrews or whatever, and she would want to talk about all these things, and then I didn't quite have the same interest <laughs> that she did. It just it was just God was doing different things in mm-hmm. our lives at different times. But I remember... Um, I did go to this one conference David Platt was at all by myself. Like I've never drawn, driven to Toronto to a conference all by myself. I skipped soccer for it. <laughs> Big soccer, deal. Honey. Big deal. And I don't even know if Hill knows this, but like I, I prayed with David Platt for you that, that night. Yeah. Um, and I mm. said, I like God needs to, to intervene. Know, intervene in her life so that, um, you know, you become beautiful to her and all these different things. And um, I'm not saying, like, go and pray with David Platt. And <laughs> I just, uh, I'm, I'm just remembering this tonight. And so, yeah, uh, yeah so I, I definitely remember praying to that end. Um, mm-hmm. And then God was faithful to, to answer those prayers as well, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool, even mm-hmm. to see how, like, yeah, like you said, kind of your own little threads in your life where he kind of met you and then how he's brought that. So um, kind of going to this topic of, like, spiritual disciplines, whether that's, like, you know, like, quiet time, like, reading your Bible or, or in a Bible study. I know, like, you have done, like, small groups with guys mm-hmm. for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. What kind of was the, I don't know, discipleship slash spiritual disciplines? What was, like, kind of the process from those times of you sort of having a bit of a turning point in your faith of like starting to practice those things like what did that look like okay I think before both of us hit those points there was not a a desire to read our bible or pray or I don't know be in Christian community whatever it is Mm -hmm. um we did them here and there for seasons um because that's what you're supposed to do, because everybody tells you that's what you're supposed to do, so we did it. Um, looking from the outside in, you could see that we were doing the same things. It might have looked like we were doing the same things, but the motivation behind it changed drastically, mm. I think, for both of us. That's true. Um, after both of those events that we both just described. Um, so it it became something we wanted to do. We certainly have ups and downs in that, and there's there's seasons of highs and lows and dryness like mm-hmm. like everybody else but mm-hmm. um there's like this knowledge of this goodness of God that you want to meet with him you want to know him more for mm-hmm. who he is um because you know what he's done in your life and you know your blindness that you had before him like there's no other explanation for it mm-hmm. um so I mentioned that going to precept was a big part of, uh, of my journey. Um, and a lot of that, does everybody know who, what precept is? Do I have to explain that? Like intense Bible study? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. well, actually, that's funny to, that's funny like, to hear. Like you study a book of the it Bible? Is, so well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's called in, it's, uh, inductive Bible study. So mm-hmm. you're just, uh, learning all you can about scripture first from scripture. So that's what you're studying first instead of going to outside commentaries. So um, 
the thing about that was um, a this happened. I told you when Jack was a baby, so I had really young kids, and um, and we would go every Tuesday morning. And Miss Jenny was there, and she would take all of my children downstairs. Mm-hmm. And they would be so happy with Miss Jenny, and I would be upstairs, and I would drink my only hot cup of coffee for the whole week, and people would bring snacks, and it was so good. It was like such a great two hours of my week. It was my favorite two hours of my week, every mm. single week. And while I was there, um, there, are, there were ladies from all walks of life, all ages of life, all generations, and it was so good. I had so many questions. I asked them all of my questions, and they... We're so gracious, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and they uh, they answered my questions and they let me have my wrestlings and point out the things that I thought didn't make any sense. And um, yeah, so precept continued for a lot of years to be probably the most prominent spiritual discipline in mm-hmm. my life. Um, it also helped, like. <sighs> You joked earlier about getting your highlighter out, but in precept, you don't get one highlighter out. You have like five or six or oh, ten different colors. Okay. You mark up your Bible. Do you want to so see my preset pens? <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> you like color on words and all these different things, which I think, given like your you your teacher and it like it lined up with the things that mm. you. It also, um, Jer mentioned like he kind of grew up in the church and he right. uh, he knew all the stories, he knew all the songs, he knew all the books of the Bible. I didn't. Mm. Like, I, I didn't know where to find Ruth. Like, is that a book? I don't know. Where, mm. And where do I find it? Like, mm. and so it was just, there was so much, like, knowledge for me to come to understand, even that it was, like, one big story. I remember when the lights went on for that, like, oh, my gosh, the Bible is one story it's one story from beginning to end Mm -hmm. and it's all interconnected like that floored me I didn't get that I didn't know that before so precept really um helped me um know scripture and gain confidence in scripture and um as I as I studied different books and saw that this book backed up that book and that book backs up this Mm. book and they're they're all interconnected. And it was like, this is truly miraculous that this has been um, written and we have this. Like, it, it's, it can't be anything other than God's work. Mm-hmm. So that has been, so that's like morning, morning precept study has been a thing for me since that. Um, until about this spring, I've, I'm doing a new thing now and that's journeying with some other people who are kind of just starting their um, faith journeys out, which has been really rewarding and exciting. But uh, we're just kind of going back. We're doing a book called Cookies on a Lower Shelf right now. And uh, it's it's that whole um, overarching piece of the Bible scene. We're reading more of it faster to just see how all the pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. And um, this friend of mine has never seen how those pieces fit together either. So we're kind of journeying through that right now together. And it's, it's really cool to see mm. God working in her life. So, okay, that was lots. You can answer something. <laughs> yeah. For my tea. So um, right around uh, the time I kind of shared about uh, this conference I was at, we were actually, we were living in Kitchener at the time and uh, we were involved in a church, but 
still felt pretty isolated um, uh, where we were. And so it just turned out that um, we had sat down uh, to write out pros and cons of moving back to uh, our hometown. And we had loads of pros and the one con was just like, oh, we're moving back to our hometown. So <laughs> you said we would never move Can back to relate. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, uh, yeah, we ended up finding a, a house in our budget at the time. Uh, it was before housing had gone insane. So we were very <laughs> fortunate that way. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but it also meant that we we're coming back and it provided a, a community that I wasn't, uh, wasn't really expecting, but I definitely mm-hmm. needed. Um, we went up to Conestoga Bible Camp, um, and, uh, they were doing a, a guys night, girls night, which, uh, you know, we still do. And God had just put it on my heart that I needed to, to share my story, um, mm-hmm. with the guys. Um, I was terrified of, of doing it and I wanted any reason to get out of it that I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and I got one. So I thought I was definitely going to get out of it. And I can't mm-hmm. remember all the details, but like we were playing mini sticks and we we're like, oh, it's too late. Should we just go to bed? And I was like, yeah, let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It feels right tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow they're like, oh, no, like, why don't, why don't we do this or whatever? So I went and shared my story. And it was so interesting because um, all the campers, after I was done sharing, uh, went back to their rooms, but all the counselors stuck around and mm. we're, we were doing Q&A like uh, till like two, three in the morning. And I left that being like, man, we need a, like a community. Um, this can't just be like a one-time thing. Mm. Um, so out of that, I was like, we, I got to start a study or something so we can kind of uh, just encourage one another and mm-hmm. um, be vulnerable with one another um, on a regular basis. So that's, yeah, that's a, a Monday night men's group that started 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it had been going steady. I'd say up until COVID, we met a couple times during COVID and then hadn't got back into it. Um, but that that men's group was um, like just an incredible source of encouragement and an opportunity to to walk with with other men who are struggling with similar things um and it was uh it was incredible like um it, it's always been hard since then to do any other bible study or any mm. other small group because you just had this trust and this bond with these guys that was so deep that everything else just felt so mm. surface and mm-hmm. um uh yeah i just really value um those relationships to date um and and still keep in touch with uh, a lot of the guys from that. So that was very influential. Um, as far as the like the the disciplines of Bible reading and prayer and solitude and and these different things, I'd say two books have been pretty influential in our in our lives. Uh, one is the Techwise Family mm. by Andy Crouch, mm-hmm. and the second is uh, the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, so which good. I'm sure you guys are familiar <laughs> with. Small fans, yeah, small fans. Jenny yeah. talks about it almost every episode. Oh, this, awesome. mm. <laughs> this is what mm. this is the reason I'm only, or that is the reason I'm only working four days this year because mm. I read it last spring. And we mm-hmm. do we do devotions like every morning at work, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm and I'm like reading it, so that's what I'm sharing. And my principal um, had also already read this, and he was kind of like, 
oh no, like, it's <laughs> coming. And I'm, you know, like, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of an excitable person. So I'm like, <laughs> Matt, you know, like, I don't, I, there's all these things and I'm telling them the statistics. Anyways, and then he, he's like hanging out in my room one day and I just looked over and I was like, I can't do it. You just, I just, I can't do it. You have to, I have to be less than full time next year. Mm hmm. I was like, you got to sort that out. And he's like, oh, stupid book. And I, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, it's, it's legit the, real, the reason that I'm like, mm. Mm. Nope. yeah. Anyways. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, there was a time, I guess, uh, shortly after, uh, like, conversion for me where, like, I was just devouring books and the Bible and wanted to know mm-hmm. uh, about God. Um and and that lasted, you know, maybe uh, a year or two. And then, as I said, you just continue to do life. And um, it, I, I don't know that it's it's feasible f- to live in that for forever. Mm. Um, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think that I, I've never heard that in anyone's story. <laughs> um, I, they call them disciplines for a reason. So, mm. um, yeah, so that sort of waned off and then it, it, it got to a point where it was that like it needed to be a, a, a discipline. discipline. Yeah. Um, mm. and so the, you know, that Monday night study was good for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as personal reading and times like that, um, I think I, I've just learned to not put a ton of pressure on it. Like I don't get all anxious and, and worked up about the next time I'm going to like have a chat with my wife. It's just like <laughs> you take an opportunity to do it and, and, and you, you get do the it. Chance. Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing was just doing away with the, like, well, you haven't done this in so many days. Um, and then, um, but still think it's super important to like have your place and have your time, um, Mm. because it is so easily to get distracted and all Mm. these different things. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I'd say it looks different. Um, sometimes I'm doing the one year, like reading a one year Bible and praying other times I'm doing a devotion or reading a book. So it's not always the same. Um, but getting back to those two books that I had mentioned, um, the one was just really big for like, um, like our phones, um, how like we don't have, I can't go to my grandparent and be like, Hey, what's, uh, what's your experience with phones? Like, has it, has a, has it had a positive or negative impact on your life? Like, we just don't know that yet. It's kind of part of our generation. So mm-hmm. this, that book is really good. The one thing that I took away from it was like this, uh, Sabbath from your phone, um, like an hour a day, a day a week, and then a week a year. So Which Algonquin is Algonquin great for. Algonquin is yes. so nice for that. And mm-hmm. it, it like, for me, it's so important. Like if somebody needs to get me from work, they have to, message hill and then he'll has to pass the message on to me because i just will not turn <laughs> oh he doesn't turn it on at all in algonquin it's amazing yeah mm. so good for him it is so it's, good it's pretty awesome so that discipline and even that um like it's not always perfect like but it's i, I know that it's important and i know when it's not in its right place because uh and I think both of us know that. Yeah. And we call mm-hmm. each other out and feel irritated with one another. Call us out too. That we've called. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because we, clearly we're never wrong. No. Happy. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. And then the ruthless elimination of hurry one. I would just say with the with the business, um, like mm. to date, um, it is in the best spot that it's ever been. We have incredible people there and um we have good staff and I'd say the right amount of staff, but that has not been the story for 
like oh, the last five years. All the years. Yeah. Five, mm-hmm. five, five years. years ago today. He means 12. No, <laughs> he means yeah. the last 12 years. Fair. But if we think back to <laughs> okay. five years ago, um, my business partner had retired. Uh, the one guy that I had helping me out was moving to Ottawa and my one employee had had quit for the first time. So mm. it was literally just me. And then the last five years has kind of been trying to build up to a certain point uh, that we're at now. So that was just, yeah, there was a lot of anxiousness that I would bring home with me regularly. Um, and so I remember sitting down with that book. You had read it already. And then I picked it up and I was just reading. And yeah, it just really struck home for me. It's like, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm, I'm hurrying and all these different things and hurrying. yeah, lots of that. I get angry when I hurry. Yeah, he's mm. not wrong in that one. Super not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, those were those were good. And so from that, I I'd say just it was like a, just another reminder of how important it is to be um, starting our days with with God and and even just like recognizing when. I am anxious and taking time to stop mm. and acknowledge that he's there and mm-hmm. in control and I can trust him um, has been very helpful and a good reminder. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the kids thing too, like, oh man. <laughs> so yeah. Cause like you may have all the best intentions of, of doing things. You may even get up and grab your coffee and sit down and then like a kid gets up early and, they want to sit on your lap and mm. all I this. Used to be, yeah. I used to be like hard on the 7 a.m. rule. Like <laughs> you can, you may not come downstairs. You are not welcome. I love you so much. You are not welcome on our main floor before 7 a.m. <laughs> mm. I was pretty nuts about it. Yeah. I was pretty nuts about it. But there was no, yeah. There was, there was no other time in my days. Um, mm. My kids didn't sleep much at night. And, uh, and yeah, when they were, when Greta was born, when our last was born, they were five, four, two, and new. Like, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. So you can't come downstairs until 7 a.m. If you want me, I have to know the Lord if I can love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's best for everybody. It's yeah. best for everybody. Yeah. That, that rule has gotten more lenient and also COVID wrecked all the rhythms. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, 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 that was a messy scrambly mm-hmm. trying to remake of the rhythms that. It's also good for them to come down and seeing us do that. Like, um, it's great for them to see it. It's not great for them to interrupt it. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> the girls are cute though. And they, they do get out their little markers and they will. Yeah, that was cute. Actually, I, and I have to say, actually, Cohen is, uh, so part of precept is like marking up your Bible and everything. And mm. he's, he's like doing it. He's Aww. marking his up and he's like, mom, look at like, w- look at all these gods and look at what that. And I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> fun. This is yeah. good. It's cool. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, you guys are talking like, oh, I want to comment on that. Ooh, I want to comment on that. Oh, oh well, then comment. So, yeah. No, this is so good. Number Jump one. In and 
a couple of reflections. Number one, I love that um, a lot of your um, spiritual disciplines, what they've looked like over the years, have evolved community and mm-hmm. like in that I'm sure accountability, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Number two, I remember at youth camp you guys talked about that Andy um, Tech Wise, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally, I have my alarm clock that you gave us <gasps> beside my bed, Yay. and literally yesterday I'm like. I got this at youth camp and it was like, so remember, cool. and I do pre- like the day Ainsley knows I turned my phone off on Sunday because yeah. I, just I text can't. her sisters if I need her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so like good. I can't, I go to my grandparents farm. I turn off my phone. Yeah. Like do it. Yeah. It's really cool to hear how the religious elimination of hurry has been encouraging to you guys. Sure. Obviously very encouraging to me because I talk about it too much, <laughs> but yeah, I just hear you guys say, like, we need this. Mm-hmm. We need this time. Mm-hmm. We need Jesus. It's not even like, I'm fine. Like, oh, we're super not fine. It's like, we, we actually need Jesus. Mm-hmm. We are the fuel in our tank. We'll run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We run out, re- we'll run out very quickly. So, mm-hmm. um, that was super encouraging. Thank you for sharing like little snippets of your life and how it like has shifted and changed over the years. Um, I'm curious, has there been even now in, in like current seasons or within the last few years, um, what misconceptions did you, or do you have about spiritual, spiritual practices? Things that may not necessarily be true about spiritual disciplines when you're doing the day to day stuff. The big one for the longest time was like that. That's what you needed to do mm-hmm. in order to like have God's acceptance, or mm. I don't know. Or like, if you are a Christian, then you must X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it might be the same thing. You, it, if you are a Christian, you might X, Y, and mm. Z. But you, it's like one side or the other of the coin. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. you're. It's your motivation behind it, which we kind of talked yeah. about mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say community has grown in um, importance uh, over the years. Like, I don't know, early on, I don't know that that would have been a spiritual discipline that I would have considered. I would have been like, oh, you got to read your Bible and pray. Yeah, I, for me, I wouldn't have wanted to go to God. Like, I, th- I didn't think that he liked me, depending on how I, <laughs> how I, what I had been doing or how I had been behaving, I guess, if that makes any sense. So why would you, if you think that God's disappointed in you and mm. not, you know, not happy with you, that's not some place you want to go. Um, you want to kind of go the other way. And I think that's what I did. Like you'd show up, but you, anybody can show up at church and different things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to really, um, be there. And I think my quiet times were similar. It was like a, it was a way in which I could, um, just try to appease him. How is that a lie about a spiritual discipline? Well, it's a lie in that, well, all those things, it, it, you can't, uh, earn God's. That you're thinking that that doing those spiritual disciplines would earn you his favor when yeah. in fact it doesn't matter because no, you're his. It doesn't. Yeah. And you're either like, yeah, you're either feeling guilty all the time because you're not living up or if you are mm-hmm. living up, then you're like, well, I'm living up. How come things aren't going the way I want them to? I'm doing all the things Genie I'm supposed bottle. to. Mm. As said earlier that 
just taking taking some of the pressure off that maybe comes from growing up like that mm-hmm. uh, is important to be like this is a relationship um, and um, and treating it as such. So if you're rather than a job, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not a job you have to show up to every morning mm-hmm. because you'll get fired if you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a person you want to be with every day because you love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are really different things. Yeah, you might show up and do the same thing each morning, but the motivation behind them is super different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it really matters. Right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the discipline piece is like, yeah, sometimes you're you're not feeling those things sometimes and you, you still just have up. to do it and grind it mm-hmm. out so that you can stay in your rhythms. And Right. Sometimes I don't like Jared, but I still have to stay married to him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I always love you. That's what my mom said to me all the time growing up. I may not like you right now, but I'll always love you. <laughs> I love him now. It's okay. (laughs) But I think too, too, on top of all of that, the community piece, um, sometimes would like force my hand into the discipline. And when I, Mm. when I mean, when I say that is like this precept, uh, we do, we would do homework with it. And so there would be times when it'd be like, meh. I would just rather stay in bed. But then you're like, no, it's Sunday and I got five nights of homework to do. Like I better get up and like get it done. Mm-hmm. And so it would keep that rhythm, that momentum moving forward because I knew I was going to go meet mm-hmm. and be with others. And I wanted to, um, that time is always richer if you've prepared for it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So I wanted mm-hmm. to get the most out of it that mm-hmm. I could. And that we're now a part of a, a, we call them missional families at citizens church. And, uh, it's, Sometimes it's the same thing. It's that like getting up and knowing that you're going and meeting. And so there's having those things when life is really busy, having those things scheduled on the calendar and committing to being there for them Mm -hmm. um, is an important part of our rhythm and Mm -hmm. disciplines at this stage of the game. Um, It keeps it in the forefront instead of the months and weeks running away from us. Mm -hmm. And then also, I guess, creating space for those things. So um, in order to have space for our missional family and different things like that, we have to be saying no to other things. So just Mm. being intentional about what we want to fill our lives and our kids' lives with, what Mm -hmm. we can still make those decisions for them. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's something that we're Mm. trying to be intentional about. So, yeah, so that we can be available for... Whatever else God would have in store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a balance between that, like having grace for when things, when you're not always, well, because you're never going to be as up to par as you want to be, but also like there's so many things in life that will eat up all of our time unless oh, you choose yeah. you have to, pick. to put it in. You do have to pick. That's a tough one sometimes. It is. Lots of times it's a really tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I, I, and you mentioned this too about the community piece and how, there's so many reasons why I think God created us in community mm-hmm. because it's so much like you can't do it on your own mm-hmm. or to have people to be able to check on you or ask you about it or, you know, even that as a discipline. I think sometimes we don't think of community as a spiritual discipline, I, yeah. even though I think I think it's impossible think to do it without. So, I mean, we like we were telling you earlier, we have like people from kind of different stages of life and we're sort of inviting them into this season of let's practice these things together and try things. Mm. Um, if somebody is 
maybe they're newer to these things or maybe they've been around it but haven't really done it a whole lot, where would you encourage people to start? Because it can feel a little overwhelming sometimes. And you guys kind of talked about different seasons of life where there were different things that were a bigger focus Mm -hmm. than others. It wasn't like, I'm doing all these things every day. Mm -hmm. So perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, how would you encourage people to start? My my like first overwhelming thought is find a friend, find mm-hmm. a friend who's passionate, um, uh, who's passionate about the Lord and um, is willing to talk about it and go deeper than surface letter. Like um, Jr's sister is like that. She was that for me, and I think the guys on Monday Night Guys they were that for you. That consistent check in of like. I don't understand this. I'm wrestling with this. I am angry about this. I'm falling apart. Pray for me. Help me. (laughs) Um, If you're weaker in something, I suppose it depends what kind of a person that you are. Um, I I guess I depend on people. That's my first... um, Thing that I would gravitate to like I would mm-hmm. grab a friend and, and do it with them and mm-hmm. if they're serving somewhere okay jump in and serve with them if they're it, find a book that you want to study together doesn't have to be can be anything that you just are going to set aside time and, and mm-hmm. decide you're going to talk about it together because mm-hmm. um, like I said like to tell somebody like go read your bible <laughs> It's, it's great, and I, I love the Word of God. And it's not that I don't think that it um, can work. It does. It's, it is, uh, it's mighty, and it works wonders. But sometimes you need people to pull the Word apart with. Mm-hmm. And so, so get His Word out and find out what you don't like about it and find out where you disagree with it and then have somebody who, you're gonna, who you know you're going to meet on Tuesday at 7 uh, and who's going to say, okay, you know, what did we learn this week or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and then hopefully um, God intervenes and uh, those things that you, quote unquote, have to do become the things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I'm going to add to that. Well, I was just thinking if, if you're in a spot where um, – you're wanting to start or be involved in community, like that's no small thing. Um, it is like hard God, to start. Yeah. Well, and God's obviously, like, I just wouldn't take that lightly. Like God's he's obviously doing working. something. Yeah. He's already yeah. working in your life. So don't ignore that and yeah. allow that to encourage you to, yeah. to take a step of faith to yeah. seek out community. And I don't know what that will look like depending on your situation and whether if you're at church there's probably something available. It's just you're going to have to go through some awkwardness and yeah. some so, uncomfortableness. And I know I don't like that either. I'm, I like comfort and security, and you get none of those from starting new groups. Okay, so. so I just, side note, we, um, so when we moved back to Elmira like 10 years ago, we went back to Woodside where Jer grew up, and then um, about three, almost three years ago, like two and a half years ago, Woodside decided they were going to do this church plant. Mm. They were going to call it Citizens. It's going to be great. We were like, that's so nice for you people who are going to go to Citizens. It won't be us. <laughs> we are so fine and happy here at Woodside. It's lovely. Anyways, 
you know, Darcy came on. Oh, just just pray about it. See if, you know, you think you might be part of the, the you know, the group, the small group that wants to leave. For sure, Darcy will pray about it. Jared and I both go. Dear God, please no. <laughs> you know how this story ends. We both pray about it. I'm not kidding. We came back to each other. We were, I don't know if we were like, okay, we're going to like, we're going to take this week. We're going to pray about it and we're going to be done with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Came back on that Sunday. I was like, oh, I was like, I think we're supposed to go to Citizens. And he's like, oh no, me too. <laughs> I was like, All that to say, mm. for the record, we love Citizens. It's been it is exactly where we needed to be. That mm. was that was God all the way. He had us where we needed to be um, when that launched. But um, but it was not something either one of us wanted to do. Like mm. not in the slightest. It it didn't make sense for our kids from what we could see. Mm. It didn't make sense from our relationships from what we could see. It was uncomfortable. It was new. Mm. We didn't want any of these things, and yet um, God has brought so much new life for mm-hmm. um, us and for our family and for that church. Um, I suppose out of some obedience um, and there wasn't, there was not a great deal of joy in that obedience. That mm-hmm. was like a shoot. I think that this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but God yeah, the joy came that. later for <laughs> sure. Yeah. So just take a deep breath, fall into the awkward awfulness and Ask God to meet you there. He will. He's so faithful to meet you in the awful awkwardness. It's neat to see him show up. It's really cool to see him show up. So it's hard, but cool. That's a good word right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lean into the awkwardness. <laughs> it is. And the awkwardness might, like, awkwardness can last for a season, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's not just a moment sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not just a moment. There's yeah. like some prolonged weeks and months and perhaps years of awkwardness. I don't mm. know. I don't know your story. But anyways, mm. that's that was a little bit of ours. And yeah. So good. We're at the last question, guys. Wow. Look at us go. We almost made it to the end here. <laughs> um, Got my teeth almost gone. Yeah. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice Oh my gosh! I need to say that again. I always stumble. Over this is something to do with spiritual words. disciplines. We just always ask. Yeah, this, oh, this okay. is how we end every episode. We ask okay. everybody this. I'll, I'll say that first. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've been given? Boom. Boom is right. Yeah, take a moment. <laughs> um, I think the best piece of advice I was given was to just show up. Mm. That's it. I think that helps me step into a lot of awkwardness. Mm. Yeah. Almost mm. all of the time I feel ill-prepared for life. Um, but I think you just show up. Oh, yes, You yes, show yes. up for celebrations. You show up for when people are grieving, when people are sick. Yeah. You just you show up for people. I think we're here for people. That's what God created us for. I think that's what he's called us to. And uh, usually I don't know how to do that. Um, but more and more in um, an online world, I think it's more and more unique to uh, be present with people and mm-hmm. to show up for them. So uh, I think that's the best advice I've ever been given is just show up even when you don't really know why you're there and mm-hmm. you don't really know what to do once you get there. But just show up. Well, Your turn. I, I, like I don't have a little 
snippet of advice I don't think that I can think of. Um, you have you you have a saying too that you all say like is it people matter or people? Uh, no, I can't remember what you say, but usually it's in a moment when like we, we'd probably rather do be doing something else, <laughs> no. uh, and somebody enters in and you'll just say that. And I always think, yeah, that is mm. what you need to hear in that moment. Um, and then, yeah, like PK, uh, my, my late business partner, he loved people mm. and mm-hmm. um, he knew all the custodians uh, in the schools by name. Um, so it didn't matter their position or anything like that. He just genuinely cared about people and took an interest in them. Um, and I think a challenge for me is not to view people as commodities, especially during the workday of things I want to get done. And oftentimes people can get in the way of that and that's not right. And so I need to remember that, yeah, people matter. Um, you know, Jesus cared very much for people, Mm -hmm. um, especially the, those that are down and out and, and struggling. Um, and so that's something, um, I continue to struggle with and, and need lots of reminders on. Um, yeah. Guys, thank you so much. This has been so good. <laughs> Thanks for letting us come into your home and, yeah. and yeah, to just be willing to talk about this in your life and vulnerable mm-hmm. pieces. And yeah, I just am so struck by God's goodness and grace in both of your lives. Yeah. It is so amazing. And then yeah. the ripple effects that has happened from those two moments of him meeting Mm. you guys by the way that you guys have been faithful and serving in the awkward moments sometimes Mm -hmm. and with joy and all those things. Thank you so much. This has been so good. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us as we practice rhythms of grace together. We'd love to hear what God is teaching you through the season. So please share your journey with us on Instagram or Facebook at just work friends. We'll be back next Monday. And until then, bye-bye. Bye.